Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today, coming from San Diego, we have Aubrey Johnston. Aubrey is a young professional working as a technical support analyst in San Diego, California. She graduated about a year ago from Colorado State University with a double major in communication studies and Spanish. She enjoys going to the beach, playing tennis, traveling and spending time with loved ones. After falling extremely ill during her freshman year of college, she was diagnosed with a primary immune disease called common variable immunodeficiencies, CVID, it's not COVID, <laughs> CVID. <laughs> After years of health complications and biopsies, she has also been diagnosed with interstitial lung disease. She relies on donated plasma in order to live a full and somewhat healthy life. After dealing with depression, anxiety, and certainty, she decided to start a journey to get her life back and create the future she desired. She developed her own website where she began writing articles about her experience in which she has gotten the chance to uplift others and connect with them about their experiences. Her goal is to continue sharing her story and raising awareness about PI disease, PI being primary immune disease. Aubrey, it's an honor to have you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. My first question for you, Aubrey. What can you please lead us a little bit through your journey? What happens? Yeah, so I was just a normal college kid in the beginning about almost four years ago, and I was having the time of my life. I moved to a new city. I'm originally from Kansas City, and then I moved to Fort Collins, Colorado to attend Colorado State University. So for the most of my life, I hadn't really been sick. And then suddenly, during winter break of my freshman year, I fell very ill with all kinds of infections. So I had strep, sinus infections, ear infections, all those kind of things. And it was really, really miserable for me. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. And so eventually, I ended up seeing an immunologist who diagnosed me with common variable immunodeficiency. I had never heard of that disease before. It is labeled as a rare disease and majority of the time people have not heard of it. So I was told that the way to get better was to receive these plasma infusions, basically to build my antibodies back up to fight infections. So CVID essentially is a lack of functioning immune system. So part of my immune system is missing, I like to say. So I couldn't fight off any of these infections. I learned that I was going to have to probably do these plasma infusions for the rest of my life. And this was all a really big shock to me. And it really turned my life upside down, especially as a 19 year old. We're already going through a lot of changes. It's a hard time of life. I had no idea who I was. And now I was dealing with this. I was about to move into the sorority house and live with 52 other girls. So it was a crazy time. So in the beginning, I had a really hard time grasping it. And I also ended up having a lot of other health complications, which led to a lot of anxiety and depression and a lot of negative self-talk. 
And it really led me down a path to where I was not being kind to myself. I was not taking care of myself the way I should be mentally and physically. And it really, really got me in a deep rut. I was dealing with, you know, increased size of lymph nodes, all kinds of fatigue, different infections still. And I would oftentimes watch all the other young people be healthy and I would feel this feeling of jealousy and I would feel like, why me? I'm so unlucky. Bad things happen to me. And that's what really got me in this rut. So the abuse from this that I faced, I would say, is self-abuse because it was negative self-talk that brought me to this place and also from this disease that I couldn't control. And so that's when um, I really started to get on this journey of, you know, kind of getting to a better place with my mental health. And that's the beginning of my journey. Wow. Yes, definitely. Definitely self-abuse story where this negative self-talk is really what is playing against you. And what we have discovered is that every system of thought, because it's, it's never one thought alone, every group of thoughts, they are all around the same topic and they become worse and worse all better and better and you choose what direction you want them to go and it's like you feel that you don't have the choice because you hear those thoughts all the time mm -hmm. but actually concentrating and choosing what to think and dismissing some and coming back to others is actually the way to go but it takes some big awareness to actually because take back your own power over your thoughts right yes because yes. dealing with what you have to deal you have to deal with it anyway but yeah <laughs> your response to it this is what you have the power to change definitely and the mind can take a mind of its own yes. my thoughts were always racing and i think it's really easy for our mind to make up these lies that we tell ourselves i was telling myself that I'm not going to have a career one day because of this. I'm not I'm not going to get married one day. I might not have kids. When in reality, no one told me that. No one said that I had no future. I said that. And then those things can become dangerous because they could become reality if it gets too far. And so I think stopping the mind from racing is something that's really hard to do and telling ourselves these lies. So I kind of always have to go back to what is true. What do I know is a fact? And a lot of those things I was thinking weren't actually really true at all. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Totally. I really congratulate you for having come to terms with realizing that it was not serving you and it was not right to mm -hmm. think that way. Yeah. Because it's not the case of everybody. And I know some way older people than you. <laughs> keep on thinking wrong and keep on thinking bad and do not make the link between what I think is what I actually experience because it starts with our thoughts before materializing in the reality. Yes, that's true. So when it's we change the origin, we change the cause, therefore the effect is different. Yeah, definitely. And it's really hard to do. I mean, it's a journey and I'm hoping that I can keep getting it better for the rest of my life. I mean, we all fall into these holes that we feel like we can't get out of. So I'm really grateful that, you know, I was able to realize that, but, you know, we never know what's going to happen. So I think this has really prepared me for 
a lot of things in the rest of my life because I had no idea that this was coming. And that's how life is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if I told myself three years ago where I'm at now, I would also be really surprised. So life is just full of surprises. And a lot of times they're good. A lot of times they're bad. But I mean, not to say that this disease was a good thing because it's not a good thing, really. But it also gave me perspective that I didn't have before. Exactly. So you start to see the blessing in disguise behind this illness. To give you yeah. another perspective. Definitely, yeah. To give you the grit to succeed, right? Yeah, it definitely does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I had, I knew that I had to work harder than I did before because I was dealing with something that I felt like was holding me back. Like, you know, I had to miss a lot of classes to go to doctor's appointments. I went to a doctor that was an hour and a half away from where I lived. So I'd have to miss classes or I'd have to miss work. And it's always something that I had to think about. So it definitely could have held me back. And there were times where I wondered, you know, maybe I should move home. Maybe I shouldn't go to school anymore. But I think it took that decision making of, okay, I can still juggle both. It's not always going to be fun. And it's not easy, but it definitely made me want it like even more because I was supposed to be held back by it. Exactly. I understand that. Aubrey, there is a moment in time when you are sick and tired to fight and struggle against yourself, against your thoughts, against the negativity that keeps on running alone. And it's like, yeah, as you said, in mind mind on its own. Yeah. What has been that key shift moment, that decision to change the meaning you give to your life? Yeah. So when graduation was coming up, you know, I'd been diagnosed with this right before my sophomore year. So I had three years left. And for a while, I was really, really facing this depression, anxiety this these deep thoughts about my future and as graduation was coming up i was thinking you know what do i want to do with my life and i knew that i had a decision of where to take this because i could either let this whole thing overcome me and beat me down or i could just strive for this life that i really really wanted and one of the things that i really wanted um which might be something that's not that important for the rest of my life, but I wanted to get cum laude distinction. I was always really crazy about my grades in college. Like, I don't know why I was just always crazy about it. And I knew that even with this disease, I really, really, really wanted to get really good grades and I wanted to get cum laude. And so when I got it, I was so, so excited. And when graduation came up, I got a job out in California and I'd always want to live somewhere sunny. I want to live by the beach. I'd never lived somewhere that's always sunny and by the beach. So this was a dream of mine. And I just decided I'm going to make this happen. And so graduation came. I got cum laude, which I was so happy about. Uh, You know, I waved goodbye to my friends. I was sad to leave, but I knew that I was taking a leap. And when I got out there, I still look around, it's been a year now, I still look around and I'm like, I cannot believe this is my life. And I'm so grateful because it's really, really hard to take a risk. But when I came out here, I started thinking about developing a website and maybe three months later, 
I bought the domain AubreyWithGrace.com and I thought, okay, my name's Aubrey Grace. And I really like this idea of giving yourself grace, giving others grace, but also giving yourself grace and forgiving yourself for all the things that you've done to yourself. Because I used to deal with all these regrets of maybe I should have taken care of my body earlier. Like, why did this happen to me? All this stuff. So I have that little slogan kind of on my website, like give yourself grace. And that was the big turning point because I realized this is never going away and I can't make it go away. And everybody has something in their life that they don't like and that won't go away. And so the only thing that I can control is these controllable variables. So I can control my reaction. I can control, you know, trying to figure out how to take care of myself better. And it's a journey and we're going to mess up sometimes. You know, I still do things where I'm like, why did I do that? But at the end of the day, that was kind of the turning point of realizing, okay, I'm graduating college and I can do anything that I want. It might be harder, but I can still do it. So that was definitely that big change for me. So graduating, that's that gigantic success of graduating cum laude at that moment in time knowing that you have overcome the highest part of your disease you have also figured out what it was actually that was making you suffer physically so you were able to put a name on it to overcome it and to succeed with the highest grade and the highest honor which is truly amazing and again congratulations for that thank you to actually and that has been the catalyst of grabbing this opportunity in California. Mm-hmm. Grabbing it. You receive it, you say, oh, you know what? I'm taking it. I don't care how. It's just going to work. Let's do it. Boom. <laughs> and you did it, right? Yes. Yes. I yeah, it's been amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I just wanted to try to live somewhere that maybe maybe would be better for my health, too. And I realized, mm-hmm. like, maybe living somewhere cold as well. So it kind of takes getting out there and trying something different. Like weirdly enough, maybe it's a placebo effect, but being somewhere that doesn't get super cold, I felt like was a lot better for my health. So you kind of just have to get out there and try it and see if it works for you. And I told myself, you know, my mom always says this to me. It's like, what do you have to lose? Obviously, in some cases, you do have a lot to lose, like really high stakes things. But most things, okay, I'm going to move out to California. If I don't like it, I'll just leave. Like, that's what's really cool about these experiences. If you want to go try something, it doesn't work out. You don't have anything to lose. You don't make yourself feel bad about it. Just get out there and try it. And it might just work out. That's beautiful. That outlook in life is what saved you. Yes. Because that opened up an entire new chapter that you were not even thinking of before. Like, yeah, I would like to try that, but without actually like wanting it enough to making it happen, even during uh, your college years. Like, mm-hmm. no, no, let me finish that. And then, and then, oh my God. Okay, I got <laughs> let's do it. That's <laughs> yes. cool. So how do you find a home or a place to live once you got a job? It just like got like so easily connected or how did that? Oh, somewhere to live. Yeah. So there's a really big Facebook group actually for San Diego. 
And so it's really easy to connect with other recent grads. So I connected with two girls that also recently graduated college. And so we all look for a place together. I actually signed on my apartment without seeing it before, but I just trusted the process. My roommate came and found it. And then um, I came out here like two months before graduation with my family and my boyfriend and we looked at it and it was awesome. So I was really lucky that that worked out. I got that job and yeah, I mean, it was here. And if I took it, I knew that I'd have to figure out somewhere to live. So that's also taking a risk too. And, you know, introducing myself to new people to live with and meeting new people as well. Also with my disease too, like I have to be up front and open be like, yes, there will be plasma shipped to our house and I'll be in my room <laughs> administering it to myself. Like it's always kind of a weird thing, but and also I got referred to a doctor out here at UCSD and UCSD is awesome. So I have a whole network of doctors out here and it's been really good. That's something that you also have to think about when if you have a chronic illness or anything when you move. Like, who are you going to go see? Is there a specialist? So, yeah, I was really happy that it worked out. Yeah, because there is quite a few things to put together. You know, we moved from Switzerland to California in oh, 2014. Wow. And uh, there was no going back. It was not as easy as that. Like, you know what? <laughs> like, you just go back. Yeah, we just sold everything. We have nothing left over there. All the families, they have like tiny home. There is no room to just like come and crush on their couch. It doesn't work that way. And then it comes a tiny fortune to just take the plane back. It's like, hmm, let me think about that. You know what? We just burn the ship and we just make it work. Yeah, that's really far. <laughs> yeah, like it's about half of the years. But honestly, the hardest part was actually to get acclimated to everything, language included. Yeah. From French. It's like, okay, I got, I got up to date. But actually, the funniest part is that when I arrived in California, the only accent in American I couldn't understand was California accent. I really? <laughs> I had to, I, I spent probably, I don't know, six weeks, the time to actually like make the connection. That sounds means that, okay, got it. Oh, wow. Okay. It's different from what I would expect or anything else. Very interesting. Yeah. But to go back to your story, it takes gut, courage, greed, faith, hope, a leap of faith and I would say it's a bit craziness but that's a good craziness right <laughs> yes yes this is the time in your life to do it especially because when you graduate college everybody's sitting around like what's next what do I do I can do anything now I have this degree and a lot of degrees are really applicable to doing a ton of different things too. So it was just kind of like this endless world of possibilities. Um, so I think it's really cool, but it's also like really scary and there is anxiety that comes with it and the unknown and am I gonna meet people? It's really crazy, but I think, I think it pays off most of the time. It does. So you have taken communication studies that you use in your website and Spanish. Are you keeping Spanish alive, especially living so close to Mexico? 
I'm trying. It's not as easy as when I was in school because all my um, classes were in Spanish. So I would go and I would just be immersed immediately. So I am 30 minutes from Mexico. So I've only been to Mexico one time. I went to Ensenada. It was so beautiful. But I have to keep practicing. Sometimes I feel like I lose it a little bit because it makes me nervous speaking to native speakers because they're so much better than me. But I've been trying to keep it alive like any point that I can. And I always try to listen to Spanish music, too. So it definitely can be hard. If you don't practice, it can start going away really, really fast. It's scary. Exactly. And I agree with you. The truth is that even for me, French, which is my mother tongue, which I practiced full time all the time, 34 years. When now I have to hold an entire conversation in French, I always come back and revert to English when I lose my voice. Oh, that's crazy. And that happens. That means that it's really a question of keeping your mind sharp and keeping it. I would suggest, first of all, yeah, you, you can easily meet like typically in Spanish shops, in Mexican shops. That's so great so that you get like this interaction. And yeah. then immersing in... Um, in TV series, in YouTube, in anything else, to really like keep the keep the pace. Maybe in actual big two hours movies that you follow in Spanish to make sure to keep it alive, because this is an asset. And in California, it's a big asset because a lot of people come from Mexico and barely speak English, barely. So. They are very grateful when you can actually understand them, answer back to them and say, hey, I don't care if I still have my American accent. I understand you and I can communicate with you. And she was there like, please talk to me. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, the American accent is the hardest to get over when I'm pronouncing things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally understand that. But it is as it is. But that is lovely. Aubrey, you have a gorgeous story of really manifesting with grit, with strength, with faith, and overcoming those negative patterns of thoughts that can really bring you down. And that, I commend you for that. I commend you for Cum Laude. I commend you for your successes. And I really root for you now and in the future because you are doing amazing things. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. So tell us a little bit more about your goal. You want to share your story, raising awareness. How do you see your own business in parallel to technical support analysts? Yeah, so um, essentially when I got diagnosed with my disease, I didn't know anyone that had it. I hadn't really heard of it. It's fairly rare. So CVID, my disease, is under an umbrella of PI diseases, primary immunodeficiencies. There's over 400 different kinds of those diseases, all of which are rare diseases, some more rare than others. So I felt like it would be cool to A, connect with people that had CVID in particular, and also people with primary immunodeficiencies in general, and also on a broader scale, just living with chronic illness, especially as a young adult, So I hadn't, you know, I hadn't heard a lot about my disease. I hadn't met any people. And so at my company that I work at, I work with people that own and operate websites. So I started to see people writing about things they were passionate about, whether it's 
playing guitar or animals or anything. And I thought it was really cool. And I'm really passionate about talking about my disease, especially since I hadn't read a lot of things out on the internet about it before. So I wanted to learn more about the other end, the web development end. So I developed my website um, on WordPress and I started designing my logo and everything. So I've developed and designed everything on my own. And then I started to gear my articles towards primary immunodeficiency, CVID, chronic illness, and also just life in general with these diseases. I write about traveling. You know, I went to Europe. How do I prepare to go to Europe when I have this disease? And it was really cool because I was just documenting my life. At first, I didn't really have any direction for it. It was more of a diary of okay, people that I know can read this and they can kind of get an idea. And then around last December, I would say, I started taking it a little more seriously and realized that I really enjoyed doing this. And I started ramping up on social media, sharing a lot of my articles on Pinterest, connecting with other bloggers that blog about chronic illness, other diseases, or even just any bloggers in general. There's a really cool community out there of people that run these websites and also chronic illness bloggers too. So when my website, I'm really hoping that people find a place where they feel understood and they feel like they either have someone to relate with or someone to talk to. What's really cool is that, you know, I've had people reach out to me on social media that maybe saw my blog somewhere or I posted something. And some people have a really similar story to me where they were in college and then they got sick and they had no idea what it was. And then they got CVID or another kind of primary immunodeficiency. And it's crazy because when it happened to me, I always made myself think that it was only happening to me. But that experience is shared with a lot of people. And so I want to be a resource, too, that people feel like they can reach out to me and say, hey, I saw that you wrote about having swollen lymph nodes. Like I have swollen lymph nodes. What did you do for this? Also, I like to talk about holistic wellness, like supplements, what supplements I like to take and things like that, too. Just how to feel better. People with my disease also need to drink a lot of water. Like I get really dehydrated, just random things like that that I like to tell people about in the future. I want to keep raising awareness and also raising awareness for donating plasma I think a lot of people have probably heard about it, but you can also get paid to donate plasma in the US, I know. May, I'm not sure about other countries, but you can get paid to donate plasma. So it's a, kind of a side hustle. And also it's really good because that plasma goes to people like me and other people that need this immunoglobulin replacement therapy. Basically gives me this immune system so I can go out in the world and not feel scared of falling ill. So mm -hmm. I like to talk about that as well and give people, you know, names of companies where they can go donate and things like that. So my goal is to continue doing that. I want to continue that and also continue my full-time job as well and have my career. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm doing both in the future. I, I just want to continue my reach and also grow my audience and hopefully continue speaking about it. And maybe there's people out there that have been, really sick and they've had no answer and this might be their answer or they they might get an idea of a doctor to go see so that's kind of what where i'm at right now it's been a cool journey but definitely 
I feel like this is even the beginning of the journey that I'm going to keep going. It is. It is. It is. It is. And that is gorgeous because you are taking it with grace. <laughs> That's beautiful. And funny enough, before knowing that your website was Aubrey with Grace, when I saw that Grace was your middle name, I said, hmm, give yourself some grace. That's Aww. the first thought that came to mind. Oh, my gosh. Grace. I love that word. It's just a great word. And I feel like I hadn't focused on my middle name ever. Like, I, I, I think it's cute, but I had never thought as deeply about it until I was developing my website and I was bouncing around ideas with my family and friends. And I was like, you know, I really, really like this word grace because it's just showing that you're forgiving yourself and you're also not making yourself feel guilty. You're allowed to be upset. You're allowed to have reactions to things and that's okay. And I used to dwell on the past so much. Like, why did I make this decision? Why did I do this? But it's, all about that that and it changed my life to stop doing that it's obviously like impossible to never do that again but just saying okay this is what's happened this is what's happening now and this is what I hope happens in the future so it's it's really cool I really really like that word mm, that's gorgeous oh, grace you are a blessing to all of us thank you thank you for sharing your story Thank you for considering it a blessing in order to bless others so that they may discover and understand what they are going through, what is this mystery illness or anything like that. Thank you for writing about that. It's another way to reach out, for showing up on other people's platforms. That's another way to raise awareness. Um, publishing, you, you know, you, you can publish on so many platforms. That is truly amazing. I was thinking about Medium right now as well. And mm -hmm. it, it really brings goodness to humanity. You never know who needs your message and when, and you don't know how it's going to reach. So the more reach you do, the more publication you do, suddenly you're just going to catch the attention of someone who will just come to you because mm -hmm. you are the answer to her question or to his question. Thank you. That is gorgeous. We are coming to the end of this recorded episode. Last but not least question. Did I miss out a question that is burning to answer and that if I don't give you the opportunity, you will stay like, I wanted to say that, mm -hmm. but I didn't. Do you have that? Um, I actually... I actually don't think so. I feel like I feel like I really covered everything. Um, yeah, this this is my story. So I feel like you had some really good questions and I've really, really enjoyed sharing about it. And I guess my message to everyone is put yourself out there, take risks and give yourself grace. That's all I got to say. <laughs> give yourself some grace. That's gorgeous. <laughs> okay, aubreywithgrace.com. That's your website. My recommendation is that you keep that URL now and forever. Okay. Because now and forever, we are all going to go back to that because of the number <laughs> of backlinks that you are building on that. So aubreywithgrace.com. And 
you're going to learn more about chronic illness and how that comes to be and how to still graduate cum laude, still move across the country, still succeed getting an apartment, getting something, getting your life together and accomplishing your life purpose. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Have an amazing day. Thank you, Aubrey. Thank you. Thanks for having me.